Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you up until 8 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. If you can't listen live, don't worry. You can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to your podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded, which is usually right after the show ends live. So plenty of ways to listen to the show as we give you all the information and tools you need to win in season-long fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, as well as sports betting. So plenty of ways that we can help you win money, and that's the goal, is to help you win and to increase that bankroll. Of course, you can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. We already have the fantasy baseball coverage underway. Sean Childs has already begun his team outlooks. If you haven't seen these, you've got to check them out. They are extremely in-depth. Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around. He's in the NFBC Hall of Fame, and he really goes in-depth. So this is really good reading for this month of January. Because it'll really get you back on to the scene of baseball. Because especially if you've been playing in so many fantasy football leagues, you forget a little bit about what on, went on during the offseason for baseball. And of course, we still have a lot of free agents that are pending. So we'll be waiting for those signings as well. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot going on and you need to catch up. And you don't want to fall behind because once you do, you're in trouble. So I've already begun uh, a draft Champions League in round 12. Uh, and I don't even think I'm ready yet, but as I go along, it helps me do the research, and it really starts to get you into that mode. And I always feel the more drafts you can do by the time March rolls around, you'll be in really good shape. So it's a good idea to get uh, you know ready for the landscape of baseball. So uh, check out Sean's previews. Again, the Orioles one is up, and it is free, so you can get a sample of it. And then you're going to be like, damn, this is really useful. This can really help me dominate in the fantasy baseball season. And then you're going to come – Join ScoutFantasySports.com to help us let you dominate in baseball. Dr. Ruddle has his wild card weekend prescription notes, and uh, I have an article looking at Yasiel Puig. What does the trade of Puig to Cincinnati do for his fantasy value? We all know Puig came onto the scene as a uh, 22-year-old rookie and in 104 games was phenomenal and then kind of tailed off a little bit. But he's been pretty good the last couple seasons but his fantasy value was affected last year because, remember, he didn't play every day last year. And also, he hit near the bottom of the order. He hit seventh and eighth most of the time. And as you know, that's going to hurt your counting stats. So you can uh, get the outlook for Yasiel Puig in fantasy this year if you head to ScoutFantasySports.com right now. Uh, also, ScoutDFS.com, we got you covered for NBA, NHL, and NFL DFS. Still have the four-game slate this weekend. For NFL, and we have you covered for NBA and a lot of value on the slate tonight. 
I uh, was looking at the optimizer, liked a lot of players in the Suns-Kings game. Agree there. That should be a high-scoring game. Devin Booker uh, looking like he's not going to play. But you got to pay attention, especially if you're on a site with late swap. And as I mentioned, Yahoo continues to run these contests with no rake. And uh, if you're not familiar with Yahoo, we have an optimizer to help you because the pricing is different compared to FanDuel and DraftKings. They use a $200 cap there. So uh, if you want to get used to playing over there, we can help you out in a variety of ways. And don't forget, we have the Slack chat as well. So the Slack chat allows you to... uh, Ask your questions uh, as we lead up to lineup lock. You can go in there and say, hey, uh, do I play Kemba Walker or Bradley Beal? Whatever it is, and uh, we'll help you out. And uh, it's a good way to get access into the minds of people who have been doing the research uh, all day long. And I think it'll really help you out in a major way. So make sure you come join Scout DFS today. And don't forget, you know, you can still, maybe you regret it. Maybe you did not get in a playoff contest and you missed out. There's still time. Go to playffwc.com because we have our Maui Madness Contest. You can turn $25 into a trip for four to Hawaii because the Maui Madness Contest, the final score comes from your two best scoring weeks in the playoffs. So there's three weeks in the playoffs. So you still have a shot. You can sign up for the next three weeks, have those two scores, and still win. So it's only $25, and it's a week-long trip to Maui's five-star resort. So... This is phenomenal, and, you know, maybe you have someone who bothers you. Why are you playing fantasy? You spend so much time on it. They're not going to complain if you take them to Hawaii. So it's $25 to enter, or you can get the five-pack for $100. And, again, the grand prize is a trip for four to Maui at a uh, nice resort, and uh, you can it covers uh, any airfare for anywhere from four people. So second place through fourth is an online championship entry. 5th to 10th is a $100 credit in Scout Games. 11th to 20th, $50 credit. And 21 to 50th is a $20 credit for a Scout Fantasy game. And it's pretty simple to play as well. Uh, basically what you do, it's a pick'em contest where you select an eight-man lineup. So you got eight guys to pick. The roster is one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, two flex. The flex can be a receiver, running back, or tight end, one kicker and one defense special teams. No more than three skill position players from one NFL team. So if you like the Chiefs this week, you can't play more than three. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, Basically, it's PPR, just like similar contests to the Fantasy Football World Championship. So one point per 10 rushing, rushing yards and receiving, one point per 20 passing yards, six points for a receiving a rushing touchdown, and four points for a passing touchdown. So... Uh, your team is the same for the entire NFL playoffs. So there's no waivers, no roster moves. So this is where, you know, if you want to get five teams in there, maybe you have, you know, a strong inkling on the Super Bowl, like maybe you have two or three different combos, then, you know, you could put in the five entries and, and, you know, have a few covered. So uh, we got three weeks left. But again, the two best scoring weeks are combined. And then the team with the highest two-week number is the winner and goes to Maui. So the deadline to submit is the kickoff of the conference championship. So now's a good time to get in uh, in case you missed out. And, you know, some people might have been like, "Ah, I don't really want to get in the fantasy football playoff draft or whatever. And then you watch the playoffs and you realize when you have something invested that it's a lot more fun when you have a team. I know I find that way. Look, I'll watch these games. I'm a big sports fan just like all of you guys. So I would watch the games regardless 
but it just does making a little bit more intriguing when you have uh, something on the line, just like, you know, sports betting as well. We could help you out there, VegasWhispers.com. They already have a ton of plays up tonight for college basketball. And, uh, you know, last night they did have, um, as we said, with full disclosure here, they had Alabama with the first half line. And Alabama has been all year crushing it. And obviously that did not win. But they also give you the in-game bets. And they said in-game for the second half, take Clemson. I think it was minus eight. And obviously that won. So plenty of ways to win money. Again, VegasWhispers.com has been doing a nice job. And that college game last night, man, boy, it was not exciting at all. I mean, we all expected a much better game. Obviously, Alabama was favored. And I didn't think Alabama was coming back, man. Just seeing at halftime and the way Clemson's offense just dominated and moved the ball at will, never really got the feeling. You know, I was like, okay, we need Alabama to score early in the half. They didn't. They had four opportunities inside the 25 in the second half of Clemson's. And uh, they could not convert. Uh, they were stopped each time. So... Alabama's offense was really uh, shut down in this one, and Clemson's offense did whatever they want as Clemson wins the National College Football Championship for the second time in three years. And now uh, you know, they make a claim to be the best in college football, even better than Alabama, beating them two times in the last three years as they went 44-16. to And we got a glimpse of Trevor Lawrence, the freshman quarterback, who would probably be the number one quarterback, number one overall pick if he was coming out, but he's a freshman, so – couple more years at Clemson, but 347 pass yards and three touchdowns for Clemson. Tua struggled in this one, threw a pick six, threw two interceptions, did throw for 295 and two touchdowns, but uh, just not a sharp game for him. And I think it kind of summed up a bowl season that was terrible. Uh, there really were not a lot of good bowl games this year. It was definitely a disappointment. Uh, and uh, even the uh, national, the, the playoffs, I mean, we did not get competitive games. And this game really wasn't competitive last night. It was 31-16 at the half, but Alabama can never get going, and it was 44-16 after three quarters, and uh, it was pretty much over. So congrats to Clemson there and uh, definitely ending a less than competitive bowl season. It really wasn't that good. We will be talking some NBA today. I know a lot of people want to hear some hoops. It's tough to kind of do DFS on this show since the most lineups lock at 7 p.m. Eastern whenever there isn't a 7 p.m. Eastern lineup lock will bring someone on as we did last week we had an 8 p.m. lineup lock so we were able to uh, talk about that three-game slate with Chris Rose and he gave you some really good plays last week and again you can find all his work at scoutdfs.com so uh, it's just hard to do after lineup lock but we're going to talk some season-long NBA and a lot of the storylines going on in hoops all right, now with Frank Stanfield coming up at the next break. But let's take a look at some of the latest news right now. We're starting to get some hirings of coaches. And today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hired Bruce Arians as the head coach. So he retired last, uh, sat out this past year as he retired. A lot of the rumors were that he was only interested in the Cleveland Browns job, which would have been great. Uh, but now he goes to Tampa Bay. So this is good. For the skilled players in Tampa Bay, we've seen the aggressive nature of the offense under Arians. We saw how good Arizona was and how they fell off after he left. So Arians has had success. He likes an aggressive defense, and it looks like you know some of the talk is you know, he could bring in Todd Bowles, who was his defensive coordinator in Arizona as he was let go by the Jets. Uh, but this is really good for the offense, uh, especially Jameis Winston now. We know Winston turns the ball over, and that's uh, not going to be a good thing with Bruce Arians as your coach. But we'll see 
if he can maybe make that a little bit better. We did see Winston turn the ball over less down the stretch, but this is certainly good for the skill players. We'll see who winds up being the running back there in that offense, but certainly good for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who I loved going into this year. Godwin was my sleeper in our preseason pro picks uh, for uh, Scout Fantasy Sports, and I'd probably say it worked out with all the touchdowns. You know, you kind of had to pick and choose the weeks, and, you know, I did have Godwin uh, in an FFWC online league, and I used him a lot of weeks, and I was able to win my league, so he didn't crush me there. I did have Godwin in another league that I won, another league I got to the final, so he was pretty good. You know, 59 receptions on the season, 842 yards, and seven touchdowns. So, uh, especially, you know, he came through week 17. If you used him in DFS, I know I did. Was a little disappointing in the fantasy playoffs, especially without Deshaun Jackson, but he did have tough matchups against the Saints, Ravens, and the Cowboys, so not the ideal matchups, and I didn't use him in a lot of those matchups unless it was a a deep league, like a 14-team league. But with no Deshaun Jackson there, you're going to see his stock rise. O.J. Howard, good for him. Uh, I know Arians didn't really use a tight end in Arizona, but uh, when you got a talent like O.J. Howard, I think you'll definitely use him. So good news there for the Tampa Bay offense. Meanwhile, his ex-team, the Cardinals, hired Texas former Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach. So he's 39 years old. He was uh, the quarterback's coach at Texas Tech. Then he became the head coach, and then he was supposed to be USC's offensive coordinator uh, as he just went there about well, a month ago. So he was 35 and 40 in college in his six years at Texas Tech. So his offenses were ridiculous, uh, put up a ton of points. Obviously, the defense was terrible. So the key here is hiring a good defensive coordinator, but definitely the stock on the rise for the Cardinals. You definitely feel better about David Johnson. Now we'll have to see about Josh Rosen. You know, obviously he was not very good, but I think a lot fell on the coaching staff, but you certainly feel better about David Johnson and, you know, getting him involved more in the passing game because we saw it for a glimpse there. But overall, you know, David Johnson, I did have in one league and, you know, people are going to point and say, oh, look where he finished among running backs. But it was a disappointing year because David Johnson was taken in the top five in a lot of drafts. He only had 50 receptions in an offense that was playing from behind. Now, he did have 10 total touchdowns, which saved him. He didn't reach 1,000 yards rushing. He only rushed for 100 yards one time this year. So he wasn't, he wasn't a killer, but keep in mind, you know, a lot of the running backs that went around him were league winners. So that's where he really hurt you. And uh, the league that I had, David Johnson, did not do well. Uh, Todd Gurley is expected to practice on Wednesday. He's participating in the walkthroughs today, so it sounds like uh, that it sounds like he'll play. But this is going to be interesting if he can't, because uh, if you drafted C.J. Anderson in a fantasy playoff league, that's going to be big. So uh, I did use Gurley in our beat Adam Ronis and Doctor Roto contest as my Rams player, and I was kind of going back and forth, thought about Robert Woods, but went with Gurley, thinking that maybe some people might not go to him. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Sammy Watkins was limited in practice today, so it's the first time he's practiced in about a month. So we'll see if he is good to go. It sounds like he is headed in that direction uh, as uh, the Chiefs get set to take on the Colts this week. Spencer Ware also back at practice, so he's looking like he could play. They were being pretty cautious with him. But I would think Damian Williams is still the lead back here. He's done a really nice job. And remember, they just signed him to a two-year contract as well. So that would lead you to believe that they uh, feel he is the guy and uh, he's handled the role 
very well uh, over the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, had a 100-yard game in Week 16, uh, has 14 receptions over the last three games as well. So uh, he would be the guy that I lean towards. But we could see Spencer Ware cut into that a little bit. Cole Beasley did not practice today. Remember, he got hurt. He's been bothered by a bad ankle for a while now. Then he got hurt in the game last week, and he did finish. But, uh, you know, we all know that after the game and the days after, you know, the swelling could build. So we'll have to see if Beasley is available. And the Cowboys, seven-point underdogs, should be passing quite a bit in this game. Melvin Gordon is expected to play this week. He's dealing with the knee sprain. He got banged up last week. And uh, it's similar to the injury that he had this year on his right knee. This one is the left knee. So both knees are banked up. Uh, But he was able to play through the wild card game last week, and he did have the touchdown. So it sounds like he should be good to go this week. But he clearly is going to be playing less than 100%. And uh, yesterday, the Packers hired Matt Flores, head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee this past year. Really didn't do a good job. They actually ran more than they passed over the last couple years. So... Uh, not loving that hire. But when we return, I'm going to be joined by Frank Stample from FNTSY. We're going to talk some NBA basketball. When we return, you're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Starting up some fantasy baseball coverage with a look at Yasiel Puig's value after the trade from the Dodgers to the Reds. Sean Childs has his Baltimore Orioles outlook. And, of course, you can ask any of your questions on the message boards and forums. And don't forget, playffwc.com. It's not too late to enter the Maui Madness Contest, where there's a grand prize of for a trip of four to Maui, 25 bucks to enter. Joining me now, it is Frank Stample from FNTSY as we talk some basketball. Frank, what's up? Ronis, what's going on, man? Long time, no talk. I know we're going to talk basketball today, but uh, first and foremost, congrats on your Cowboys. How about that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I expected them to win against Seattle. I knew it wouldn't be easy. My biggest concern going into that game was Jason Garrett messing it up. That's always my fear with Dallas. I feel there's talent on this team, but Jason Garrett makes some puzzling decisions at times. So that was my biggest concern with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson on the other side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I thought it was advantage Pete Carroll in terms of the coaching department, but if you just look at the teams, right, look, what they want to do is they both want to run the ball and play defense. In my opinion, the Dallas Cowboys were better at that. I actually had the Cowboys winning that game. Yeah, I did too. The only game that I lost this weekend in terms of wins-loss was Bears. I thought the Bears would win, and uh, the Eagles obviously yeah, me too. survived. But I liked the Colts a lot. I uh, took the money line in that game, and I liked the Chargers as well. So all four underdogs by the spread covering uh, this weekend. But before we talk some hoops, I have a problem with you. Uh-oh. 
So we're doing this little mock draft right now for football, right? A six-round draft? Yes, sir. Okay. The first problem I have is you send out this email and you declare yourself the GOAT when, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> we've played in a fantasy football league the last two years, the Greenwich Street Tavern League. Who has won that league? Well, it wasn't you. I, wa- I it wasn't me? Are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> You want to go check? All right. Well, last year, last year you weren't in the same league as me. This year you were. You know, I felt bad. I was like, all right, you know what, Ronis, he needs to win, man. Like, you know, I need to win. He, yeah. he needed it more than I. <laughs> Look, wait you a second. You know, Greg Sussman doesn't need fantasy football wins. You, you, come on, you need it, Ronis. So then you should find another partner then. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you, you can't make these claims, man. Like it was just a couple years ago, you were getting hot dogs for Scott Angle. Ronis, you know as well as I do, in this industry, you have to have confidence, man. What's wrong with a, with someone having a little bit of confidence? What's wrong with that? There's nothing with it, but my problem is, and it's a lot in this industry now, there's a lot of people with confidence that have nothing to back it up. And I'm not saying that's you. I'm just messing with you now. But, yes. you know, you can't call yourself the GOAT if I'm in this le- uh, draft with you. Yeah, well, LeBron calls himself the GOAT. Is, is he allowed to do that? Well, he has a lot of things that he has accomplished. I'd say his resume is a little bit better things. than yours. <laughs> I think it's a little bit better I than yours. Things. You just don't know about him, Ronan. Okay, can you uh, let's name a few then. Well, we did we did an in-house league this year, the Carton League. I, I won that. Took that home. Corey Parson, where was he in the basement? He usual? was in it. Oh, see, yeah. He, I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, that's like beating a six-year-old. You know, it's the same thing as that. And okay, so the other problem I have with this is. Why are we not getting the picks? Like, I get someone in the middle of the draft. Oh, I took James Conner. I have no idea where the rest of the picks are. No one's hitting reply all. Like, how are we doing this? You're the orchestrator. Where's the organization? Ronis, I mean, you need everything handed to you in life. Come on, man. I set up the Google Sheet. All you have to do is where is it? See who was picked. Where is it? I sent it to you. Are you sure about that? You You did. So you didn't send it. I emailed it to you. Which email? Because I don't see it, man. There's no link in here. I sent it to your... First of all, I have a problem with you. No, you don't. 2019, and you're using AOL email. Come on. Come on. Because I've had it for years, man. I have other emails, too. (laughs) I have a Gmail and a Hotmail. I I, I sent it to your AOL email. You probably didn't get it because AOL, you know, has been outdated for the past 15 years. I don't think so. I still get all my email, so I don't know. All right, I'll resend it to you. All right, because now I'm going to have to check to see if you sent it, because I didn't see any link in there at all, man. All right, I'll resend it to you. If I didn't, I'm sorry. I thought I did. Okay, well, all right. Let's talk some hoops right now, okay? Uh, I think it's been a real interesting hoop season. Uh, obviously, everyone thought Golden State was the team to beat, but they've shown some flaws. They've lost some games here, and probably the game of the year so far was last week when the Rockets beat the Warriors in overtime. Do you feel that Golden State is still the team to beat and that once the playoffs comes, they'll turn it on and they'll be tough to beat? Or do you think a team like Houston, which has played well without Chris Paul, has a shot to knock them off? I do think teams have a shot. I won't limit it to just Houston because I think Oklahoma City, you know, the way that they're playing this year, the fact that they added some depth to the bench, they add guys like Nerlens Noel, Dennis Schroeder, you know, they're not really names that pop off the screen, but having depth like that that they haven't had in years past, I think it actually has helped. I, and it's crazy to say, I, I would actually put Paul George in the MVP discussion right now. I think he's certainly a top five candidate. The way that he's played since the, the start of December, he's just been amazing. 
I do think that there there's a chance that teams can can attack Golden State here. I mean, they've showed some flaws. Granted, they haven't been completely healthy altogether yet. They're going to get DeMarcus Cousins back. So, you know, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. Let's see what happens in the second half of the NBA season. But, you know, they're starting to crack in terms of, you know, uh, chemistry, Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green having issues and, and Steve Kerr saying one thing and Kevin Durant coming out the next day and saying something completely different. I think Kevin Durant is as good as gone after this year. You know, he'll enter free agency whether it's with the Knicks, who everyone's talking about, we know the Knicks aren't going to get them, or, I don't know, some other random team. Uh, I think they're starting to show some cracks right now in terms of chemistry, but it is still a long season. Uh, to me, I think the team that can, that can push them the most is Oklahoma City, actually. You're right about Paul George. I feel like people aren't really talking about it enough. I think he's played at an MVP level, and I've been using him a lot in DFS because he goes low-owned. You know, people always go up to the high stud players now, his price has gone up a little bit, but George has just been unbelievable this year. Yeah, absolutely. I actually used them tonight in DFS. Uh, they're going up against the Timberwolves. I know his price on FanDuel is like $10,000 or something. So I have him in the lineup. And, you know, I referenced what he's done since the start of December. And I looked at those numbers for that month. It was like 31 points per game, nine rebounds. What he's doing across the board, four assists per game. He's always a guy who's going to get you steals. He's averaging like over two steals. So we know that he's a two-way player. His uh, field goal percentage is up this year. Uh, it just seems like last year he needed that first season under his belt to gel with Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, I mean, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about him right now or not, but he's the one. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Westbrook. You look into his, his shooting percentage is Ronis and his field goal percentage and his three-point percentage and his free-throw percentage. You know, if, if Russell Westbrook can get back to the, the, the Russell Westbrook we know, then, you know, this Thunder team is going to be even more dangerous. So, uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Paul George, to me, one of the more under-discussed players. Uh, I'm with you. I, you know, I think he's in that MVP discussion right now. Yeah, Westbrook has not shot the ball well at all. I've w- watched a lot of games recently, and he just keeps missing shots left and right. So you're right about that. Uh, is James Harden the MVP now, clearly, with what he's done over the last couple weeks? Or you think there's still a discussion here? I know it's obviously we're you know about midway through the year, and a lot can change. But is Harden the leader right now in the MVP award in your eyes yeah i would say yes i would say he's taken that over just uh how he's put the team on his back since i mean even before chris paul uh went down you know he's it seems like every single night this guy's putting up triple doubles while scoring 40 points a night and you 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 talk about that game against the warriors uh one of the games of the season to this point i mean that was pretty much all him i remember that night uh, i was cashing in dfs i didn't have harden in my lineup that game went into overtime. I wake up the next morning. Guess what? I didn't catch because the guy has just been that good. So uh, I know right now there are multiple sports books that have him as the odds-on favorite as of now. I think it's close between him and what Giannis Antetokounmpo has done. Obviously, LeBron missing some time here. Uh, but, yeah, I, w- I would propel Harden to, to the front of, uh, of that MVP discussion. I'll throw it back at you, Ronis. Are you only asking me about James Harden because he's on your fantasy team in a league that we play together? No, he's the story of basketball right now. You tweeted out a picture with him, with this picture. You're, try, you're trying to show off. I know you. I'm not trying to show off. Obviously, you know, because I, I think that was the third pick where I took him. I, I think, did Giannis go too? I know you guys took Anthony Davis. You had the one pick in the league we're in. And I think Giannis went too. And I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'm taking Harden. You know, I thought about Towns. Obviously, that was before the Butler trade, um, and his value has gone up, but – yeah, I mean, Harden has really carried me because I was uh, on the outside looking in. I had like the sixth, seventh best record in this league a couple weeks ago, 
and now I've uh, gotten a first in my division. I know you guys are right right behind the first place team, right? You, you guys are surging too. Yeah, we technically have a better record than you, Ronis, but because there's someone in our division that uh, has a better record than us, we're in third place. So, yeah, we're right there. Yeah, but you act like my record's garbage. It's not. <laughs> it's not, but we're still We better. have the same winning percentage, actually. Because I, I, yeah. I think I have a tie in there. 11. That's why. Yeah, so... Obviously, we're both doing good, but uh, there's so, it's it's really top heavy. There's some really good teams and some really bad teams, and I hate when that happens. But uh, I get, what what are we gonna do, right? That's just the way it is. It sounds like the commissioner needs to fill this league out a little bit better. No, I got rid of some of the guys who like were not setting lineups <laughs> late last year, and apparently, I got a couple. Well, I don't know if they're not setting lineups. I haven't really seen that. Have you noticed that? Uh, I myself haven't noticed. Um... Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, there's like there's three teams that are clearly like, you know, well below everybody else. Like, even if they tried their hardest, I like I don't even know if they get back into it. So yeah, I mean, there's at least three teams that are not paying attention. And, you know, it's kind of hard, man, because with fantasy football going on, this is really the time where everyone kind of like shifts focus back to basketball. And all right, let me try to pick up the the pieces and put my fantasy basketball team back together. And you know, that's what a lot of people are trying to do right now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I know not as many people are playing season-long anymore. I, I still feel it's one of the – it's my favorite DFS sport. I don't know how much NBA DFS you play, but it's my favorite DFS sport. I I like it for DFS. I, look, it's just tough, right? It's like it, it's like any DFS, but to me it's really tough because uh, you you, you got to hit on everything. Yeah, I mean, really with NBA, like you you got to be – by the computer, paying attention to who's out right up until, until tip-off, especially, you know, uh, on, on sites. I play a lot on FanDuel. I don't know about where you play, but, like, I play on FanDuel so they don't have the late swap. You really, really got to be up-to-date with, like, the latest uh, injury information. But if you are paying attention, then you can be profitable for basketball. It, it's, it's just uh, – it's tough. It's, you know, it's like any other DFS for me. I do like it. I, I, me, personally, I'd probably lean towards NFL DFS. I think I like that the most. Uh, but – yeah, I mean, you just got to pay attention. Uh, I haven't played much on FanDuel. I know they changed the format there where they dropped the lowest score this year. Do you like it? And how has it changed your strategy playing on there? I don't hate it. I know there's been a lot of backlash about it. Um, how does it change? I know some people automatically put, like, uh, like the lowest possible, like, $3,500 is the lowest salary player that you could have on FanDuel. I know some people, like, automatically just pop a player in there. Like, a lot of the, uh, the optimal lineups will give you a, a lineup of, like, a $3,500 player. I don't do that. Like, I'll take a, a few players who um, are, like, are filling in and, and we'll see what happens. Like, it, I, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. I think it's, you know, they're trying to do something different. They're trying to be, like, progressive thinking. Um, I don't like it. I don't. It's all right. It's I, you know. It's not. It's not a ringing endorsement that I'm giving it. I guess is uh, is how I'll uh, how I'll wrap that up. Well, I think what they were doing. This is my guess. Is that you know, especially in the NBA, we've seen a lot of last minute scratches, and it's something that has to change in my mind to make DFS for NBA more appealing. But they didn't want to go to late swap because DraftKings, Yahoo has it. So they didn't want to go and do the same thing, which I think is good. You want to have options and different choices. So they said, you know what? In case this guy gets scratched last second after lineup lock and you have him in, his score gets dropped. So you don't have to worry about it. So I think that's why they did it. I've actually been playing quite a bit lately on Yahoo. I don't know if you saw for a while. They were 
doing contests with like twenty five, fifty thousand dollars in overlay that they were putting up, and then they went off of that, and they've been running a few tournaments with no rake. So all the money that is put in by the players goes in their prize pool. And I've actually enjoyed it. So they got me when I saw the overlay. They were doing it for NFL, too. I said, all right, I've never played on Yahoo. I'm going to go over there. I did. And I got to say, I've been playing uh, quite a bit on there uh, in tournaments. And I usually play a lot of cash games, but I've been playing in these tournaments. And on Christmas, I actually uh, finished pretty well in in, uh, one of them where I did. They have late swaps, so I made a change. I was looking at my lineup. I was like, you know what? Rudy Gobert is going to be low-owned. I think they were playing Portland on Christmas night. So I switched uh, to Gobert, and it worked out. So uh, I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but I got to say, Yahoo's done a nice job. They're trying to get people over there. They got me. Yeah, I have seen more people just overall in the industry just, you know, posting screenshots, whatever, playing on Yahoo. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. uh, I have noticed that. You know, they've, they've made some of those changes to try and draw people in, like you mentioned, uh, some of the rate-free contests, a lot of overlay there on Yahoo. So, yeah, you know, if you're profitable there, I, th- I think that's something smart for, like, listeners to go out and do and check it out. Uh, I actually have to do it myself. But, yeah, I have noticed that more people, you know, it's not just FanDuel DraftKings. Like, more people are actually starting to play over on Yahoo. Yeah, I mean, look, if they're going to do that, uh, some overlay and some rate-free contests, it's a little bit different. The salary cap is 200 but uh, you can find a lot of bargains there. They have uh, sometimes a lot of players. Their minimum price is 10 bucks. So uh, I've enjoyed it and I've talked about it. So uh, for those that haven't checked it out, you know, I, I recommend doing it. Uh, we had an injury last night, uh, Ricky Rubio. I had him, man. I had him in my DFS lineup. I see right away, oh, 12 points on DK. Yes, this is going to go well. And I had him in Yahoo. And he gets hurt. Hamstring injury. Now he's going to be out a couple weeks. Who benefits the most here for Utah with Rubio's absence? You know, I want to say Dante Exum, but he's also dealing with an injury himself. So I, I, you just keep going down the, the, the depth chart um, at the point guard position. And, you know, it was the guy last night who was uh, who filled in at the point guard position. It was, it was Raul Neto. So uh, pay attention here. You know, Dante Exum, uh, he, was, uh, he was ruled out last night. But if he can get back in, you know, he, actually, he, had, a few, uh, he had a few big games there. when Ricky Ru- I know Ricky Rubio missed some time recently, and Exum had some big – uh, double-double games. I know he had like a 13-assist game. So uh, he would be the first man up for me, make sure that he, he he's healthy, gets back in the lineup. But I think he does have some uh, some upside here. I know it just came out before lineup block that uh, Rubio's going to miss about two weeks, maybe more time than that. So I would say Exum first, see if he's healthy. And then if not him, uh, Raul Neto is the next man up. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, like without Rubio on the floor, he'll see more usage. But – uh, he's another one, man. Donovan Mitchell this year, uh, the field goal percentage is just brutal. And, and I thought he was a guy that was being overdrafted um, during draft season, you know, a guy that was going in like the second, third round, really because of his name, what he did in his rookie season. Uh, but he really, really has not lived up to his draft status. Definitely. I agree with you. I passed on him, and I was going to ask you about him. Like, what's been the issue? Is it just the shooting has been a problem for him? Yeah, it's a huge problem. You look at his field goal percentage, he's at 40.9%. So, you know, right around 41%. He's just below 80% free throws. Uh, he's scoring 20 points per game, but not really doing much else, right? Three rebounds, three and a half assists, one, one and a half steals per game. So he's not really excelling in, the, in any one stat category. Yeah, he scores 20 points per game, but he's doing so inefficiently. Um, and the free throw percentage isn't great either. So o- o- uh, overall, uh, you know, he just, he hasn't returned anywhere close to the value you were expecting from him. 
All right, we'll have a lot more with Frank Stample ahead as we continue to talk some NBA basketball. It's hot right now. A lot of good storylines going on in the NBA. We'll discuss it. It's all ahead right here. It is Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, ScoutFantasySports.com, ScoutDFS.com, and VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting need. If you use the promo code RONIS50, you get 50% off your first month or your first week. At the game, just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. And again, VegasWhispers.com can help you win those bets, so head on over there. And take advantage today. I'm joined by Frank Stample from FNTSY. Uh, have you been uh, getting into the sports betting mode, Frank? I know you're in New York, so it's not legal there yet. But Jersey's not that far. Yeah, it's funny you. Uh, it's funny you ask me that. Uh, normally on Fridays, after I get out of work, obviously you know work in the city. I actually take the pass train right into Hoboken, into your neck of the woods in New Jersey. Uh, and I and that's how I place. That's how I placed my wagers last week. I had. I had Ebron to score a touchdown, so obviously that cash very early on. I was, I was excited about that. I had some teasers as well. So, yeah, I actually uh, have started dipping my toes a little bit more, especially throughout the football season. Uh, you, yeah, I usually just take the, the train one stop into Hoboken, get off, uh, drink a beer, place my bets, and come back home. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, you can get something to eat down there. There's some good places. I'm sure, you know, that you can do that, get something to eat, make your bets, and uh, head back. I think a lot of people are doing that from New York. Yeah, I actually asked the the bartender too because um, I, I just I wasn't eating or drinking anything, so I was like, "Is it all right if I just sit here and play some bets?" He's like, "Yeah, people do it all the time." Uh, Ronan, do you live close to Hoboken? Uh, I'm not too far. Um, the train is not that far. Driving's not that far. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, maybe we'll have to meet up one day. Definitely. We'll make a mandate out of it. Yeah, let's do that. We'll see if you actually follow through because, you know, your word is really not, hasn't been that good so far. I've learned just knowing you for a few years. Based on what, Ronan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just messed with you. Uh, how about Nikola Vucevic, man? He's been great. I've been using him in DFS. He's a little low-owned. Did 
I don't. I don't. Where do you go in the in drafts? Fifth, sixth round? Did did people undervalue him again this year? Yeah, Greg and I actually we co-own the team together. We actually drafted him. Uh, I think we got him on like the four or five turn. He's always undervalued, right? For one reason or another. I think this year people were looking at maybe the possibility that he gets traded or, you know, Mo Bamba eating into his playing time because obviously they use very early uh, the draft lotter- uh, their lottery pick on Mo Bamba. But it's, it's very clear, you know, if you watch the Magic games, like Bamba's still a couple of years away. He's very raw. But, yeah, Bujovic has, you know, been getting it done for this team. Uh, you know, he shoots from beyond the arc, which is crazy to see, like a seven-footer doing that. But seems like he's a double-double machine. Um, yeah, I drafted him in, in multiple places. I just, once again, undervalued. Every single year, he's in that range, that, that fourth, fifth-round range uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, I know he missed some time last year, but uh, he's arguably having the best season of his career. What do you do with some of these nuggets right now? I know Gary Harris, uh, he's a game-time decision tonight. Might have uh, hurt that hamstring again. Paul Millsap just came back. You know, Monty Morris was playing really well. His minutes have been cut. Mason Plumley was starting. He's back on the bench. You know, where? what do you do with these nuggets? Like, who has the best fantasy value going forward? I do think this is an interesting question because Gary Harris, another player that I was high on coming into the season, uh, and it, it's been a brutal year for him in terms of just constantly in and out of the lineup, dealing with injuries. Uh, he's not going to play tonight, as you mentioned. But, yeah, look, they have, they have good problems for the Nuggets, right? Like, they don't really care about our fantasy team, but now we're left trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, a lot of the offense is going to run through, obviously, Nikola uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray, but Monty Morris has played well off the bench. I know that the Nuggets were the only team in the NBA that had five games this week. So, for those, uh, for those out there listening who play in, you know, daily transactions leagues where you can pick guys up, you know, try and load up at, on as many of these Nuggets players as well. But, you know, they found some good pieces on that bench from Monty Morris to, to Malik Beasley. Uh, Juan and Gomez has filled in here and there. To me, the main two, though, are, are those two that I mentioned off the bench. Monty Morris has played well. I believe uh, he's going to start tonight for either him or Beasley. But both guys have played well. Uh, so those are the two that I'm looking at. But, again, once everyone's healthy with Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, unfortunately there are going to be players that are pushed out of the rotation. So, yes, you ride these guys now while they're hot. Um, and, you know, if those injuries linger, then you can obviously keep them in your lineup. But eventually when everyone's healthy, I have a feeling that, unfortunately, you know, some of those, some of those guys that are right there on the edge of the rotation are, are going to get pushed out. Talking to Frank Stample from FNTSY. Jimmy Butler, man, making headlines once again, uh, criticizing the coach. You know, this is the second team this has happened to. You know, is Butler a disruptive force, and is it going to ruin the team chemistry here in Philadelphia? I think we're already seeing that, too. And another player this year who has just been a huge disappointment, a guy that was typically drafted in the second round of drafts, and a lot of people who drafted him knew that he was most likely going to be traded. Uh, normally, you know, we haven't had an NBA situation like this, but it reminded me a lot of Le'Veon Bell, right? Because Jimmy Butler was saying before the season that he was going to hold out. He wasn't going to play games. And we even saw it. Like, early on in the season with the Timberwolves, he was just he just straight up told them, like, no, I'm not going to play until you guys trade me. And then, boom, out of nowhere, he gets traded to the 76ers. I didn't think it was a great fit at the time. I still don't think so because, obviously, Joel Embiid is a huge usage player, likes to have the ball in his hands. Same thing with Ben Simmons. Now you have three players who like to play with the ball in their hands, none of which is really a great shooter from the outside. Jimmy Butler, yes, he has a mid-range game, but more of a slasher than anything. He's not known for his three-point shot. I just thought it was an awkward fit. I know the Houston Rockets were trying to get him. Uh, 
I know some people have actually said they wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Butler gets traded again this year. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I see that happening, but certainly don't expect them to uh, to re-sign with the 76ers in free agency. Slated to be a free agent, but yeah, I mean, look. At some point, you have to realize, you know, if it's every stop that he goes to, it's not the coach that's the problem. At some point, Jimmy Butler is the problem, right? So I don't know what it's going to take, or what head what head coach it's going to take, or what player it's going to take, but. Jimmy Butler's got to find himself on a team where, you know, he actually gets his head on right, and I don't know that it's going to happen in Philadelphia. I, I feel terrible about his fantasy value moving forward, but you can't drop the guy, and you can't try and trade him because his value now is that it's at the lowest it's possibly going to be. Unfortunately, I just don't really know how much, how much better it's going to get, Ronis. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because you're right. You're not, just not going to get a proper return if you try and deal him because people are aware. He's off to a great start tonight, though. Uh, for the Wizards, I mean, for the uh, Sixers playing the Wizards. He's already has uh, 15 points, three rebounds, and two assists. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't use him tonight. I know I got a little Joel Embiid, a little Ben Simmons going there tonight uh, for the uh, Sixers. Uh, how about the Nets? They, they're playing well, but their fantasy value, it just, you don't know on a given night. I mean, D'Angelo Russell's been good. Uh, Dinwiddie's been up and down. Curix was uh, on fire last night because they were shorthanded. Damari Carroll's been good. I've been using him a lot on Yahoo lately. He's in that ten to thirteen dollar range. But what about the fantasy value for the Brooklyn Nets going forward? Yeah, this is just more of the same from Kenny Atkinson. You know, if you just pull up the stats page for the Brooklyn Nets this year, you'll notice one thing: no player on the Brooklyn Nets plays over thirty minutes per game, and that has always been the mantra of Kenny Atkinson. He just he he doesn't play these guys you know, well into the 30s minutes. Like, he, he goes deep into his bench. Uh, he's very strategic in his rotations. He knows what he wants to do. He has a game plan set up. Uh, and unfortunately, it limits the upside for some of these players. And, and you see what they're doing, right, in terms of how well they've played. They've actually competed against good teams. I, I believe they're, you know, if they're not in the playoffs right now in the Eastern Conference, they're right on the outside looking in. And they've done all of that without arguably their best player, Karis LeVert. Now, do we see Levert again at some point this year? I think we do, probably after the All-Star break. They, they probably won't rush, rush him back. Uh, but because of the way Atkinson deploys these rotations, it just limits the upside. It doesn't mean that we can't have value. Like, D'Angelo Russell still has had value this year. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's, he's played well enough to earn himself a contract extension. So uh, he has certainly outperformed where he was drafted, or even if he wasn't drafted. You know, if you picked Dinwiddie up, he's been a great find. You mentioned Damari Carroll. He didn't play last night. Uh, but when he's been in the lineup, uh, he, he's not a guy who needs huge minutes either. He doesn't, you know, he's not going to take a ton of shots, but he does a little bit of everything. He can score, he can shoot threes, uh, he can get some steals. I know you have Jared Allen on your team. Uh, you know, he's been close to a double-double guy, and, and he gets a lot of blocks. But again, uh, it all comes down to, I think their upside ultimately is limited because Kenny Atkinson doesn't, he just doesn't play these guys well until the 30 minutes. Uh, how about Luka Doncic this year? I mean, he's been tremendous as a rookie. Do you worry about the rookie wall later on? I mean, or did, or he has a little bit more experience playing overseas. You know, talk about his play this year and what we can expect going forward. Yeah, Luka Doncic, man. How how fun has it been to watch him? And I know, you know he's got endorsements from all around the league. I know LeBron has talked about him. You know, people kind of comparing his play to LeBron. Well, nobody's LeBron James, but in terms of, how he does a little bit of everything and scores 20 points per game. And remember, this guy is super young, too. Uh, but, you know, close to seven rebounds, five assists per game, uh, 43%. You know, I think he's 
he's had some big games. He's also had some duds. I own him. Uh, I own him in another league. I think it's going to happen with any rookie. I mean, we see it like across all sports. I, I think he, you know, he's going to have some inconsistent games, but he's also going to have he's going to have those big ones. So you know, he, maybe he's a guy who's better for for Roto because it's like an end of the season result. You'll see what he can do. Um, but I've been very impressed. You know, just watching him. Uh, his step back three is like one of the best in the game already, I would say. Uh, so the Dallas Mavs looks like, it looks like they pulled off a huge, huge draft night trade. Uh, I know that originally they, they, uh, it was the Hawks who drafted Luka Doncic and then they traded Trey Young with additional draft picks in order to get Luka Doncic. But uh, it seems like a move that's working out very well for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but just to answer your question, yes, I do think at some point he'll hit a rookie wall. I, I, we've seen that a little bit in, in some of his inconsistencies. Speaking of the uh, his teammate Dennis Smith, what is wrong with him, man? Seems like he just can't get going. Yeah, I think people hyped him up a little bit too much. I didn't really see it coming into the season because I thought that this is the player. Oh, well, not to this extent, but I thought that Doncic would kind of be that point forward for them, and I didn't really see how Dennis Smith Jr. fit into the mix here. Uh, and and we've seen it, you know, like. He's not a guy who's going to excel shooting the ball. I mean, the field goal percentage is not great for, for Dennis Smith. I, I think you know, these are, this is a young team trying to learn how to play together. And I know earlier on in the season, they were talking about the possibility of floating him out there on the trade block, trying to trade uh, Dennis Smith away. I think that's a little bit premature. I mean, the guy still is super young. Remember, outside of like DeAndre Jordan and J.J. Barea, this team is built about around Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. for the future. So I don't think that they're just going to give up on him yet, but I do – I worry about Dennis Smith Jr.'s fantasy value for sure and, and his real-life value because Luka Doncic is a guy who plays with the ball in his hands a lot. He's the guy who's facilitating the offense and, and creating, and it's just it, – we've seen it. It's hard to, you know, have a team with technically two point guards in the lineup together, especially guys that are this young. So – I unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get much better for Dennis Smith Jr. this year. Does that mean he can't get better in the future for years to come? No, but I do worry about this season, Rona. We've seen several Lakers gain fantasy appeal with LeBron James out, probably out at least, uh, it seems, another week, not going on their road trip. When he returns, which player or two players is going to get dinged the most for fantasy value with LeBron back on the court? Well, I think the easy answer is everybody, right? Like everybody has stepped up in his absence and everybody is also going to take a, a, a they're going to see a downgrade when he returns. But I think specifically guys like Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, who have uh, shouldered a lot of the usage rate while LeBron James has been out. Uh, I think that just makes a lot of sense. Kuzma, maybe not as much as Ingram because he's a better shooter. And we've seen that LeBron likes to play with shooters in his career. So uh, when LeBron's back, He'll find Kyle Kuzma open for those three-pointers. Uh, but to me, Kuzma's a better shooter, uh, maybe even a better player overall than Brandon Ingram, which, which is tough to say. I mean, they're both still really young. Uh, but Brandon Ingram, it, he's just a guy who I think needs to create his own shot uh, more, than, more than a guy like Kyle Kuzma. And I think because of that, he will, he will suffer the most when LeBron James is back. Lonzo Ball, I mean, say what you want about the guy and his dad. Like, it's, it's always a circus, but – he doesn't need to score much in order to help for fantasy uh, because he gets steals and he gets blocks and he gets rebounds and assists. Uh, the percentages will never be good for Lonzo Ball, but he's not a guy who needs to have big usage 
in order to have value for fantasy. So Lonzo Ball is still all right for me. Uh, it's probably Kyle Kuzma and, and Brandon Ingram mostly. Uh, is there more upside for Miles Turner, or do you think maybe he was overvalued a bit? Well, I know since the start of December, like, he's really taken off. Um, last year, he didn't live up to what we expected him to do. He was going to, like, the second and third round last year in drafts and then fell a little bit this year. And the early returns on Miles Turner was that he was going to be a bust once again. Uh, but since the start of December, I know he averaged something like – he averaged over three blocks per game in the month of December. And, and I don't know if it was a coach talking to him or a player talking to him, uh, but it seems like he needed some kind of inspiration. I, I don't know what happened with him, but he's a, he is a, he's definitely a very, very talented player. Uh, I, I do think that there's a next level that his game can reach because if you watch him play, he can shoot. He can shoot, you know, in the mid-range. He can shoot from outside. So if he continues to gain confidence in that part of his game, then he can kind of fit this mold of, like, the modern-day big man that can, you know, pick and pop, step out and shoot a little bit, but also be that rim protector uh, who blocks shots, which is obviously so, so valuable for fantasy. So in my opinion, I think we've seen a little bit over, uh, of that upside over the past month from Miles Turner. But to me, I think that he can even get to a higher level than that. Um, did you draft Miles Turner anywhere anywhere this I year? Or have you been a Miles no. Turner guy? In the past, yeah. This year I didn't draft him. All right. Well, yeah, I, I do I do think that um I do think that he has uh, that next level of the game in just terms of like providing points and rebounds and, and threes and and just the blocks. The blocks are, you know, one of you know very well, one of the hardest categories to come by in fantasy basketball. Yeah, it is for sure. All right, before we let you go, give me your prediction for the finals this year. For the finals this year, I think the Toronto Raptors will be representing the East. I know the Milwaukee Bucks have done a lot of great things this year. The, the Bucks are number one in the Eastern Conference, but um, I, I like the, I like what the Toronto Raptors have in terms of offense, defense, and uh, they have a pretty good bench as well in terms of depth. I'm not going to bet against the Golden State Warriors until I see someone else do it. I know, you know, we kind of started off talking about that at the top, about maybe OKC, maybe the Houston Rockets can kind of push these guys to a six, seven game series. But to me, especially with the fact that they're going to get DeMarcus Cousins back at some point, I'm not going up against the Golden State Warriors. I'll take the Warriors against the Raptors in the final this year. All right. That is Frank Stample. You can hear him here on FNTSY Radio. Frank, thanks a lot for the time. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Uh, thanks for having me, Ronis, and uh, make sure you refer to me as the GOAT when uh, yeah. talking about me in fantasy football. Never going to happen. Let, let's see you win a league first. <laughs> All right, man, later. All right, you can catch me, scoutfantasysports.com. Also, don't forget, playffwc.com. Still time to enter the Maui Madness Contest, $25 grand prize, a trip for four to Hawaii. I'll be back Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.